Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Horror Podcast. My name's Matt. I'm Butch. I'm Johnny Paul. On this episode, we have been to the cinema to watch Scream 6. In our something to scream about, we are watching the In Search of Darkness documentary and we're doing the years 86 and 87. Also, Mr. Butcher pulled out the bag last episode, 1985's Day of the Dead from our movie from the vault. Ooh. <laughs> What's your favourite scary do- movie? <laughs> That's what we're going to be fucking talking about. So just for the purpose of the podcast, poor Mr. Butcher is suffering a little bit. So me and Joy Paul are going to have to pick this one up for him and help him out. He's not feeling too great, are you, mate? No. So <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> yes. Just. <laughs> How's your week's been, gentlemen? Busy, busy. If you want me to kick off, Go what on, I've been doing? Oh my god, I've watched loads of stuff. Um, I have been checking out your letterbox. You have, yeah. So I've gone off. I've just started watching just random shit. So stuff from Film Four and a couple of bits from Shudder. So uh, I watched a film called The Dead Center. Any of you seen this? Nope. Nope. All right. Um, it stars. Have you ever seen a, uh, a film called Primer? I've heard of it, but I've not it's seen like it. A, it's a really low budget, independent, uh, time traveling, dimensional thing, and it's it's really good, but it's right, really low budget. But anyway, the guy who uh, directed that and starred in it stars in this one, and it's a bit like it's like a about a um, a morgue patient comes in and then reanimates itself, and then he's goes into a psychiatric ward and no one knows who he is and stuff, but he's possessed by a demon and they're trying to work out who he is and why he's possessed by a demon and all that type of stuff. It was actually all right. It was, it was, it was good. It was quite scary in places. Um, and it had, had quite a really good like ending as well. Um, I think with a bit more sort of cash and a bit, bit more budget behind it, it could have been really good, but yeah, that no, was all right. Worth a watch. If you've ever catch that one. Um, I watched scream five, uh, in preparation for this one, um, meh. <laughs> any any film that can guess who the fucking killers are in the first twenty seconds of the film, I tell you, it didn't even hide it. It was like, well, it's him and it's her. That's blatantly fucking obvious. So I was just waiting for the end of the film to go. Yeah, all right then. Um, so yeah, um, but I did quite like a couple of bits in it with the with David Arquette and stuff. But overall, there are so. some good things to take away from it in there. But but overall, I think it's just like one of those things. I don't really want to talk about it too much because yeah. I'm going to talk more about what my problems with that well, film we, maybe we, are with we, the next one we as well. Cover so, um, yeah, we can cover that. But I'm up to date anyway with it. Um, I watched rewatched The Shallows. Oh, um, classic. Oh my god. Oh my god, I love it. I mean, it's up there. Like, if I was going to pick shark films, right? Obviously, you know that Jaws is the, there. Then there's Jaws too. Hang on, which one? Jaws of Revenge. Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Jaws one, Jaws two, and then The Shallows for me. I think it's brilliant. It's so well done, um, and it was really, really good. So rewatch that. Uh, I watched a film called Fourteen O Eight, which you guys have probably seen, have you? John Cusack and Samuel Jackson. Yes, yeah, Stephen King in it. Yeah, it's a bit shit to be honest, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, never mind. Um, and I watched a film called No One Lives with Chris Evans in it. Have you guys seen this? What the ginger Chris Evans? No, not that Chris Evans. Oh, not Chris Evans. Luke Evans, <laughs> the Welsh guy. <laughs> Luke Evans. 
I yeah. think you guys should go and see this if you haven't seen it, because I think you'll really, really, really like it. Um, it's it's very, very gory. Um, and What's yeah, it it's basically basically about a group of criminals who kidnap a couple, which they shouldn't kidnap, basically. Um, and shit, I don't want to spoil again? it. Oh. Well, what was it called again? No one lives. No one lives. That's oh, spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, <laughs> uh, they, like I said, they, they kidnap a couple which they shouldn't really kidnap, and for reasons I can't go into because it'll spoil the film. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's and what was that? Good. What was that on? Uh, that was on film four. Um, but I'm sure you can pick it up somewhere. I'm sure it'll be available on one of the streaming sites. Um, but it's yeah, I think you'll really really enjoy it. So definitely check that one out. And then uh, Shudder, I went on Shudder and I watched a film called A Spoonful of Sugar. I saw that. That was on their main page, isn't it? Like one of their ex- exclusives, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I actually quite enjoyed a lot of it. Um, Can I guess what it's about? Is yeah. It, is it vampires? No. Hmm. Okay. It's, it's, I mean, it, there's horror in it. Does it have the song A Spoonful of Sugar Helps the Medicine Go Down? Yeah, is it like a robot version of Mary Poppins going around well, killing see, kids? If but you shut up, I'll tell you what it's about. But she's a fuckbot. What? <laughs> well, there's Sorry. there's quite a lot of fucking in it, though. So, on it. Do, do I need to say it more? Butch's ears pricked up then. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, about a. Uh, 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 a girl who takes a job as a nanny um, with uh, this like couple who have this really like challenging son who's like allergic to everything and he's a bit on the spectrum um, and she sort of befriends him but then not all is right with this girl as well I'm not again don't want to go into spoiler territory with you but it's actually there's a lot of that I really really liked it wasn't the best film in the world but it's worth a watch Um like I said, it's got a little bit. It's quite twisty as well. So, uh, give it, give it a go, guys. On uh, should I? And then the last thing I watched is The Last of Us. Obviously, that finished this week, and it the was last episode of this incredible. Season. I mean, episode eight was fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely devastating. So, um, yeah. But if you, if uh, people haven't seen this, please go and watch it because it's amazing. And I love the way it just ended. So, yeah, that was me this week. Right. I already got a couple bits. I've, like, watched The Last of Us now, so I've all caught up and very, very happy with the show. Finished Buttons it totally. Good. Yeah, awesome. Awesome, awesome TV. Uh, look forward to season two. And I think season three's even been picked up as well. Okay. So, I don't know. So, it's good. Um, I watched uh, Raw. Julia oh, you finally watched it. Awesome. Yes. So, you, thank you for giving me the blu-ray a couple of months ago and i popped that on wow um i was blown absolutely blown away that's it's such a weird fucked up um i suppose cannibal movie maybe it's hard but like it's just a coming of age movie and it's there's so much to it and she's fucking amazing as like an actress and stuff like that and the two sisters and stuff in it not where i thought it was going to be um when she's just she's really good at doing weird isn't she this <laughs> is really the woman who did Tatian. Yeah. yeah yeah it's really cool how like they're, they're so polar opposites really but they've still got something you can still tell it's her film star yeah. and stuff 
it's really cracking definitely definitely go see this this is one of my faves um that i've watched in a long time so i'm really chuffed for that then on the other side i watched a film with jeffrey d morgan and called the unholy oh um, why did you do that i think it was a fright fest movie wasn't it i don't know a no, it came out it came out proper release didn't it in cinema oh did it it was fucking yeah, dog okay. shit Absolutely. we nearly went and watched it and nearly we nearly covered it for the podcast <laughs> yeah, I put it on my list as soon as it dropped out on the Netflix. I put it on my list because I thought, oh, it'll be all right. But yeah, it no. doesn't go anywhere. It's boring, and it's like, um, I don't know. Like is Jeffrey Dean Morgan actually in it, or is he just? In the, it's a Jeffrey Dean Morgan show, right? That's what, okay. In this one, so he does a lot of it. It's, it's his movie, um, essentially. He plays like a um, a photographer who's sort of covering a miracle. Or is it something else? Is it a miracle? Is it a demon? Is it who gives a fuck? Because it's like just really boring and it doesn't kill the people enough. And it's like, I don't know. She's a demon witch. Doesn't really go anywhere. It's just kind of like a bit meh. So yeah, <laughs> don't run away and watch that one. Yeah, so that's my lot. I, I started Chucky season two as well, which I am thoroughly enjoying as much as season one. It is fantastic. It just continues the franchise, continues to be really daft and meta. Um, and Devon Sawyer's in it as a priest. So, all for that. <laughs> I haven't seen him on the screen for a while. Uh, I'm Jennifer Tilly as well. She gets, you know, she's like up up front this season. Uh, and we get Glenda and Glenn, which is uh, in, in, in real life, which is really weird. It's just a whole thing's batshit. Um, and uh, not only that, but there's just, i got to tell you one thing. There's a bonkers episode where... It sort of brings back Jennifer Tilly's sort of um, sort of actor mates that she's worked in, like actors. So you can, it's got um, what's the name from Bound? They're sort of doing Gina a house Gershot. Price. Gina Gershaw. Oh, really? she, so she's in it, and uh, it's like wow, well meta. Yeah, honestly, it's fantastic, and it's made, but I can't never remember his name. He's such a cool actor. It, the only thing I can remember him from right now is The Matrix. Uh, he plays the one that sort of like double crosses them and tries to get back into the matrix do you know uh, joe pantoliano yes he's i love him i think he's great and he, he he's in and they're all actors in it it's fuck it as themselves it's it's really clever i i think this is so cool and in the, i know it's getting picked up for a first season so i've heard nothing but good things about yeah like this whole tv show just got to somehow find the time <laughs> somewhere. Because it's long. They're not like cheap. They're not like get in and get out. That's like 45, 50 minutes a, a sh- yeah. an episode. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I've had to watch it in parts and stuff like that because I'm used to a 20 minute, 25 minute show. <laughs> Where, what? It's like 50 minutes again. But anyway, so there you go. That's my. I have been a little bit busy ish. Matt? Cool, yeah, I haven't watched too much, I'll be honest, in the last two weeks, to be fair. But I think we need to have a little chat just really quickly because there are so many horror elements in it. Mandalorian. Well, the second episode. Yes, second episode. Oh, my God. How many horror tropes can you fit into one episode? You You had things from, like, Time Machine. The Descent. The descent, yeah, you had fucking crocodiles with wings. Those you little tr- trolls, the or whatever the fuck they were. The the rats. The sort of glowing <laughs> eyes. That was really cool. Yeah, there was some like blood draining from Mando. It was yeah, disgusting. A bit was... of like 
going hostile territory, really. I love, I love the horror elements to to all the Star Wars stuff. They need to make a horror, fucking full-on horror movie, like in the Star Wars universe. It'd be a fucking amazing. I thought yeah, def- was... definitely wasn't the episode for me to introduce my two-year-old son to it and try to come to my <laughs> wife that Star Wars is harmless. I was like, oh shit! As a kid born, <laughs> she was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Is this not scary? I was like, oh maybe I should turn this off. <laughs> it is pretty harrowing. And we, we found out as well that obviously we got sent a picture from you, didn't we, Geordie Paul, about the new Lego set that's coming out, that which leads us on to news. Yeah, start off with that. Let's go straight into the news. What you got? <laughs> go on, Geordie Paul. Lego sets. <laughs> 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 Loads of Lego sets. Um, the uh, Yeah, the Spider Crab and the Mandalorian. It's quite cool. And the Indiana Jones stuff as well. Oh, my God. Um I have other news <laughs> as well. Cool. Uh, there's a, uh, a, a TV series. Get, yeah, well, I think it's ready to be shot. Uh, starring Oscar Isaac called Helltown. He plays a writer called Kurt who becomes obsessed with uh, the hunt for a serial killer uh, in America somewhere. And he forms a dangerous bond with the prime suspect. It's produced by Robert Downey Jr. It looks pretty cool, sort of true detective vibes. So look out for that one in the future. Looks quite cool. Um, Beetlejuice 2 looks like it's happening. And Jenna Ortega is in talks to play Lydia's daughter. I mean, every every couple of weeks, something else comes out about it. And I don't know if it's real bullshit. So. Well, I mean, uh, well, look, Jenna Ortega looks like she was made by Tim Burton. Yeah, okay. (laughs) He's made in a petri dish and a turkey baster. Yeah, but apparently, look, it's moving forward, so hey, who knows? Um, the a bit of news around Evil Dead Rise, um, which I saw the trailer for again. I've only seen it twice now, and it looks fucking terrifying. So, and it's the same I'm, trailer I'd seen before, much, but too much. With Matt, and like, I, I think we see, I think we've seen too much of it. So, unless it goes off on another tangent and away from that fucking apartment that it keeps showing us then I'm not going to be impressed because I feel like I've well, too much. Well, here's something to watch it for. Uh, apparently, Bruce Campbell is hidden somewhere in the film. And Lee Cronin, is it Lee Cronin who's directed this? He said that um, he is going to offer a cash prize for the first fan that finds him in it. So, God knows. Um, Fede Alvarez's alien film has ruined... God I thought, damn it, you stole my news. Sorry. Um, <laughs> It's I think we need cold. to do round the table next time because you're just taking everyone's news. Oh, sorry. Uh, well, it's it's supposed to be entitled Romulus. Uh, no one's really confirmed it, but it's supposed to be called Romulus, and it's about some young kids fighting xenomorphs on a colony. Which... It started filming last week. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. I don't know. It's not got Marines right. in a game. It's going to be shit. Yeah, the, the problem I have is as soon as you mention it's got young kids fighting the xenomorphs, right? Okay, Strange that means that they're not going to murder the children. So, I don't know, I don't know. Look, they're good. What? But yeah, 100%. But it's going to be on Hulu, uh, or it should be on Disney Plus here, so um, it'll be quite cool. And then my last bit of news, I sent a picture to you guys, because I thought you would love it, um, on Instagram, that NECA have produced this lovely uh, figure of Captain Spaulding. Mm. So, Tagged these both on Instagram, so give that a check out because that looks quite cool. And that's yeah. all my news. I'm after a NECA figure this year, a couple maybe for the for the office. So we'll see which one I can pick up. 
out of the box, box getting thrown away, and they're just going to get put on the on the side. <laughs> nice. Well, we'll have a look at that one, Paul, because I think you might like that one. Um. Okay, I got one bit, Matt. After all that love stuff that Paul just bought, so I still got one bit. Uh, the t- I watched a trailer um, for a movie called The Tank, which is a monster movie feature um, designed by Weta Workshop and comes from uh, a New Zealand filmmaker, Scott Walker. So it's going to have that sort of vibe to it. Um, it looks dark, creepy, sort of like some kind of weird salamander stroke half breed in water um, that's sort of stalking the family. Um, it, it just looks it just looks kind of dark and less corny. So it's 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 definitely favouring the kind of scarier element of um, of horror rather than just like that cheese on toast monster. So it looks really good. Um, sort of reminded me a little bit in a good way, not that like this movie's good in any way. Um, of Relic, so the sort of creature from Relic. Maybe I'll say more host, the host sort of thing. But um, yeah, looks one to look out for. Cool. Excellent. Well, I've got two bits. One bit is. Apparently, Gamera del Toro is reportedly working on his own adaptation of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein for Netflix. Um, and basically, the casting news this week for it possibly could be uh, Mia Goff, uh, Oscar Isaac and Andrew Garfield are all in talks to come on board. That sounds pretty fucking good. Oh, Oscar, <laughs> Oscar Isaac's playing the, the monster. No, he'd be a better Frankenstein, wouldn't he? Andrew Garfield is the monster. No, Garfield will be Frankenstein, and then they'll probably flip it on his head. Goff, me Goff 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 is Goff. <laughs> probably. Maybe she's uh, the bride. I don't know. I like... Andrew Garfield in that Tick, Tick, Boom, Boom, uh, like fucking movie. He was just like out there. It was just that was one of the crazy movie. That was a brilliant movie. Um, and the only last thing I think we should honor and talk about was is the Oscars and our horror queen herself, Jamie Lee Curtis, won an Oscar. Which I mean. Fucking brilliant. Incredible. And she thanked like all the horror. It's like the, the independent crowd and like it was that that stunning. Um it does feel like a lifetime Oscar, um, if I'm all honest and stuff like that. But I'm not yeah, gonna take it I'll away, take away it. from I'll her. Take it. Yeah, it's one for us. Um There's not um, really any other horror kind of esque. Well, Gamel del Toro won yeah. for Pinocchio. I know it wasn't I haven't seen that Pinocchio, so I don't really know what it is good. Yeah. It's good, but it's, it's yeah, it's got I suppose some horror elements what to do you it. Mean? He's done that whole fucking cabinet of curiosities and like no, but Anne Pinocchio Snapchat. is not horror. No, but you know, he's he's one of us. Connected. <laughs> well, I'll give it to you loosely. <laughs> but yeah, that's all my news. Alright, cool. Let's uh let's move on to our main review. It's for you. Strange that you and I have never spoken on the phone. This is long overdue. What is this place? A shrine. (laughs) Did you miss me? Coming after us. Maybe he gets to win this time. We've got to lure him in. And we execute him. (gasps) 
scream. I hear you're a horror fan. It's been said. Okay, so uh, in this week's main film, uh, we have all been to the cinema to see the latest chapter in the Scream franchise. So Scream number six. So in the next instalment, the survivors of Ghostface killings from Scream 5 leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter in New York City. Little do they know that Ghostface has followed them. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, guys, what did you think? I was pleasantly surprised. I, 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 I liked it. I enjoyed it. There, there was a lot of good to it. Um, more good than bad this time, definitely. I like the start. I thought that was clever. Um, and just the way it was shot, and the, I like the grittiness of New York. There was some awesome like sequences in there that were just like were definitely worth talking about. Um, not completely predictable. I didn't. I there, there was a couple that I picked out, but like. Yeah. All right. Not, Calm yeah. down there, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Don't blow your wad. I got a thumbs up. Thumbs up from me. <laughs> wow. I I absolutely thought this was much better than the last one. Um, it needed that little fresh bit of of being somewhere different. I think because of different surroundings, which made it better for me. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I was in. It was enjoyable pretty much all the way through. I do have my grumbles about some things, but it did. It had some brilliant set pieces. Jordy Paul? Well, I 100% completely agree with you guys. That was much better than the last one. Um, I thought, again, some incredible set pieces. It's funny that you mentioned the start, Paul. I thought the start was brilliant. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, but I, I there were a, 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 quite a few grumbles in there as well. Um, and I don't know if it's whether to do the state of the franchise or the actual format of the actual screen films that do my head in a bit now. And it's really hard to try and stick to the formula without just re going over it again. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, look, let's just kick it off at the start. Obviously you've got the wonderful, beautiful. And you know what? I've never seen a film with her in yet. I haven't seen the babysitter or anything like that. Yeah, you have you seen Ready Player? You've seen Ready or Not, haven't you? Oh yeah, shit, Ready or Not. Yeah. yeah. Oh Christ! It's a, well, oh my God, I was flawed. How stunning is she? Good she's old great. Smiley. She's great. But is she British? Yeah, she's great. In the no, she's Australian. All right. Okay. I thought she had a British accent on. And then obviously Tony Revolori as well. <laughs> he just seems to be popping up everywhere. But yeah, yeah so... dude from Spider Man and Willow TV show yeah. that just got cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I I just thought it was really clever. I mean, you know, obviously, slightly silly that she's a professor of a film studies and a slasher and wanders down a dark alley. Like, it's a bit like, well, <laughs> an idiot. But I thought it was really well set up. And then you, you sort of go, well, they've never done this before. Showed the actual a killer at the start. Um, yeah, for yeah. me, it's still, obviously, it's still no um, Drew Barrymore for me obviously oh. that's just un- that's just that's still unbeatable but like the the meta taken they went in the direction um we, we're going to spoil the shit out of this bit everyone so i'm sure you've all watched it um you know just like that whole right we're gonna kill the killers that you've off at the start and there's gonna be a whole new set of killers what okay yeah and do you know what there's a line in there and i got me very excited paul at the start 
so basically, obviously, as he's sort of doing away with the first killer, he's like, what about the movies? And the ghost face says, I don't give a fuck about the movies. And it got me really excited because I thought, oh, oh, here we go. This is, we're going to go down a complete new sort of crazy route. Anything all holds barred. And then the film slowly just pulled you back into the. It was all about the movies. We've had that before in Scream. Two, three, four, three. five. <laughs> Probably more of them. No, well, no, because five's obviously all about the movies. Um, 100% like. And obviously, the really, yeah, but like two was was two. Who was the Billy Loomis? Who was the link to Billy Loomis? No, not Billy His Loomis. Mother. Yeah. No, uh, uh, I can't remember who played Le- Levi. What's his face in the first one? Wasn't there like a link? I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. There, there was one that was like kind of similar in storyline. Um, no, I just I think, thought it was nice that it would just set it up to be different. Yeah. But then. Went but it, very it did, similar. <laughs> it did link it back the, again. The problem we've got, you, you, the problem we've got, and they even say they even hit on it is that it's a franchise, right? And they're they're always gonna, it's always gonna be really hard to not have the tropes from all the other films that they've done. They're never gonna get away from that. They have to. They, it's almost like they have to have these set pieces. They always have to have the the kind of monologue chat around the school or the campus you know to set the rules and the, it, it i think they didn't really need that although it was okay it was okay it didn't I need it, i need that from a screen movie i enjoy those sort of those those conversations i do i mean I, I do, i've seen it, I've seen it too many times and i think it could have done without it it was boring it was just like it's predictable it was just like we know it's a franchise it's just like i, I just didn't think it needed it but i didn't couldn't really give a shit about bringing Kirby back. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I love a, I love Hannah, you know, Hayden Panettiere, but couldn't give a shit about a character. Well, I, I thought she was absolutely atrocious in this, guys. <laughs> I thought she, her, even her acting was really. But I just thought the whole part was just ham-fisted in there. And she, I'm telling you now, if she's an FBI agent, I'm the fucking pope. Well, they even joke about it, didn't they? Yeah, like, they and it didn't. It wasn't even convincing at all. There was just no. At one point, did I go? Oh, you're an actual FBI agent. Now <laughs> she obviously was, but I just was like, well, well, yeah. I thought it was really, really bad. Just, just to try and put a legacy character in there, just for, for nothing really. To be yeah. honest. Well, they did try and subvert an attention, which didn't really get subverted. Well, let's let, let let's go back. Kind of like obviously we meet um, General Tager's character Tara. And her sister Sam. Now they've obviously moved away from Woodsboro to go to New York because um, Tara is attending college or uni, whatever. And 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 this is obviously is set in New York. Even though I just want to add that none of it was shot in New York, and it's the first one that hasn't been shot in America. The whole film was shot in Canada, apparently, which was interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we meet them. We're back with them. They've obviously moved on. Um, uh, Sam is suffocating Tara uh, with always following her around and kind of trying to take care of her um, what do you think about them two as a character as characters moving on in, in the franchise for me there was no threat um, I don't know I, 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 they're, they're, to me they're still kind of couldn't give a shit if they get stabbed in the head or not 
that's that's my take on it. Um, they're cannon fodder as far as I'm concerned, even though they're trying to make them not. Um, but that's sort of how I feel about them at this point. They could all die. I'd more, more, you know, no one of substance or importance died in this. And that was kind of disappointing. That was that was one of the things. That's one of my grumbles. Is that this this now they've called them the core four, which they play on in the film. Is that they're, they're obviously you know they're not killing off these characters because they they obviously want them to survive in this franchise to a certain extent. So they're kind of almost rebirthing the Scream franchise. And I get it. And this is I think I I had a moan about this when we did Scream Five. Is that I'm looking at it from uh, a guy that went and watched the original Scream at the cinema and grew up with the of the movies that came after that. So we were spoiled. And, and I think the problem I've got with not being on it as fresh eyes, like as a teenager, this is almost like a rebirth for them. So they've probably gone back and watched the originals. And now this is their kind of their Scream franchise. So I... You know, I can I can see why a lot of people, especially teenage kids that go watch it, are like well into it because I've heard like nothing but good things about. Well, it's like, so it's the highest things. rated one since Scream Two, yeah. isn't it? So it's taken, it's we, taken seventy million so far. And, and I get it. It's another. like the the brutality of the kills, the, like the whole like you know stabby stab stab stab. There was never any of that in the original. Mm. It's it's moved on. The sense of dread, the sense of panic, like it's really like. The whole the the whole bit in the flat where they they're all together and you think oh well they're all safe and sound now and actually Jesus Christ it's one of the most tense bits of the film, but like Paul says you never really feel that the main characters are going to die, and, and that was the problem. thing when you watch Screen and Screen Two to an extent let's not mention really any of those but you never know who's going to die like the bump Randy off in Screen Two and I always thought he was just you know when they kill him it's like shit he is he dead really. Oh, my God. And there was always that dread in the first one, like you said, Matt, the original way you think, oh, God. But now you're like, well, you know the first the sisters aren't going to die. Then this whole core four thing, you're like, well, they're not going to die. And I'm not being funny, right? I want to know what that lad's taking because he gets fucking stabbed a bits in the first one and then he gets fucking impaled in this one, like absolutely ravaged, but he's still fucking alive. That was I didn't give a shit how much you like the character. I don't think he's earned them fucking brownie points, to be fair. Chad. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. It's kill one of them. And guess what? Kill one of them really quickly in the film. Because that's the way you subvert expectations. You know, they go on about the, the whole monologue about, oh, they can, all the rules are off the table. Well, they're not really. They're still on the table. I, I sort of know what's still Brilliant. going on. Actually, Brilliant. why don't you, when you're fucking making this monologue, someone just fucking murder you as you're talking? Done. Oh, shit. You know... This whole, like, oh, the rules are the rules, and your ghost face, right? And he's, you know, and it's like, oh, fuck you, why, why am I ghost face? And it fucking was. <laughs> who was, um, I do have one question. Who was it, because, who was in the tub? And that was, oh, uh, that was the that was supposed daughter's... boyfriend that she was banging. Oh, yeah. okay. So, yeah. Quinn, Quinn's, uh, yes. so Quinn got thrown in. And then, yeah. and then they went through, and that was the one she was okay. Fair. I've got to say, I, I really, really did like the ladder scene. Um, even though it's like it's almost um, 
it's a pull from another movie that I watched a long time ago, and I don't know if it's intentional, but there's a movie called Judgment Night, where it's about these guys that get stuck in the hood, like they take a wrong turn. It's a fucking brilliant film. You should watch it. Um, but it, they they have to get across one apartment to another apartment, and there's nothing but this old rickety rickety shitty ladder, and they've got to get across it. And it badly reminded me of that scene, but still, I thought it was brilliant. I, lo- I loved that, and I loved that kill. It was brutal the way that she freaking fell off that ladder and smashed into the dumpster. Thought that Great was, special like, effects was, on that. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I felt that. <laughs> I thought yeah, the bits of the like, subway train were very. I know it was in the trailer, but I thought they were done really, really, really well. That is the one sequence that I just thought was phenomenal. But Kendrick, the train sequence because it just. It's obviously like tailored for someone like like us. It's just like, oh, oh my god, I can see trick or treat. Oh my god, fucking us. So was in there. come on then, name name who we saw. You see the Babadook. Yep. Uh, April. No, um, trick or treat, dude. That was the mask of the. It was. Uh, that's um Sam from Trick or Treat. Yeah. Um, saw the the twins from Shining. Pinhead. Pinhead. Yeah. yeah. Freddy. Um, us. Yeah, there's so, absolutely loads in there. It's literally it every single thing you could even imagine. I did get the old uh, Jason Takes Manhattan on the TV screen. Yeah, that was cool. I saw that. Yeah, I did. I did notice that. Did you also notice something else? I just forgot a little Easter egg uh, where the dude at the start, the that was the the guy that killed Samara Weaving. Did you see where he lived? Was it Elm House? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but she lived on Elm Street, didn't she? In the original Scream, was it? I can't remember that. Elm or something. Or yeah, something. she did. She did. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. There's loads of nods to like obviously Wes Craven's movies in the first one. So yeah, I got I got you know address the elephant in the room as well. The the explanation for Sydney was piss poor as usual, um, and I think it, it did it did feel a bit a bit weird without her not being in it at all. Um, but you know, never you never know, you never say never. And the gay, but the Gail Weathers. No, yeah, let's talk about the Gail Weathers thing. Well, she so, didn't need to be in it, did she? Really? Let's be honest. Nah, she's in it because she wants to be in it, and I think, she and it's like, do whatever, do whatever. She's like, don't kill me off. That's what I think she said. She's like, nearly kill me, but I, I want to be in all of these movies. That's what I think she said. Would you rather just her be with them in peril? Then actually get stabbed up to the point of near death, then not dying and coming back. I'd rather I'd rather not see them get stabbed, but think they're gonna get stabbed. It's you know probably I mean? a it's probably a contract thing. It's probably she's probably still got a you know, contract that she's yeah. in so many films. 100 mate. But as but she should have been killed. Must think Jesus, like let's just fucking do it, or like even it, just. I mean, I I love I I did like the fight scene with her in because she wasn't taking shit. And I love yeah, that. That was, that that was a cool. real throwback, though. Like, however, first ones. Yeah. However, as soon as like she's all stabbed up on the floor, supposedly dead, and they said, "Oh, we've got a pulse." I was like, "Ah, right, okay." Well, she's still alive then. Let's save her the nick of time. <laughs> Again, right? I know it's a screen film, so you got to have a bit of like disbelief, right, guys? But fuck me, how stupid do you have to? You've gone through. Can you not learn as victims that? Well, just for the fucking police. Or, like... Yeah, well, she says to her boyfriend... Don't fucking pretend to go, shoot someone through a door and then go through the fucking door and go, oh... Well, she did tell her boyfriend to go phone the police, but he was useless when he got 
Yeah, but I'll come with you, so or I'll go and get the gun now because he's phoning me, so he's probably he's going to be around here somewhere. It's it's funny because they 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 follow their they go on about the rules and they follow the rules and then they break them. Yeah, all the time. They don't have anything against. <laughs> and we're not the rules. talking like you know we're not talking like two or three films here. We're talking fucking. This is the sixth <laughs> film and learn, Gail, learn. I mean, learn. <laughs> these are know that these aren't super that's the thing we know now and maybe one day they should do it these aren't a jason or a, you know afraid these these aren't these are just usually kids or somebody behind that fucking mask very strong kids well that. who can take a punch and a brick to the face and and stabbed in the throat and they still get up and coming but come on they are just just keep the boot in if you've got them on the ground just stick the boot in yeah or, or shoot them like, in the fucking face <laughs> there wouldn't be much of a film though with their boys. Oh, no, no. Let's be honest. There wouldn't be, but this let's is not the be thing. Silly. But this is the thing. If, the, if this is my problem with the whole like with, with the scream sort of, and watching two of them in very quick succession, it's like I know I get the formula to it. That's fine, but don't try and have a bit of a conscious effort to try and break the formula to bring something different, and then not bring anything different. Like the the difference would be like that's why the start was so good. That was different, and I was like, oh fucking hell, well that's quite cool. They've just killed the killer of, um, but like you know the whole uh, the grocery scene, yeah, with the shotgun and, and all everyone oh he doesn't use a shotgun yeah, I actually thought that was really well done. But then when you think about it, it's like well, is the point of Ghostface to murder people at a certain point in the film? Do you know what I mean? Like I know it's quite meta and it's it all leads into one. I was like, what's the point of the fucking shotgun? Just run away. So. You're leading them down the garden path because if he killed Sam and fucking thingy, then well, there's no film. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I'm trying to say? But that was the whole point. Like, at the end, he wanted to, he wanted them to be die in a certain place. So just, he was like, oh, just you know. Bloody. And again, like for speed shot in New York, well, not shot in New York City, but set in New York City. Like I don't know, I don't know how rough New York City gets on a night, but someone's screaming in fucking horrendous screams in a very busy part of the city until she gets stabbed at the start you know there's a lot of shit that goes down and nobody fucking runs and helps or nobody there's nobody else around as like someone's fucking shooting fucking grocery stores up and stabbing people in the you know what i mean i don't know what about the so we might as well move on to the finale then what do you think about the the reveal how how that was handled well i'm not really funny but uh, like I from the moment the the girl Quinn said about her father dealing with the death of her son, I twigged straight away. I was like, ah, oh, well, that's obviously the killer. But and you were looking for somebody like that. You were looking for somebody. Yeah, yeah, I was just a bit annoyed. The, the guy from the last one, but and again, obvious. It didn't have to be obvious. Mm. I don't what know. You Go on, run and away. You spent the film trying to work out who the killer is. I know that's part of the fun, and when you do it, you're like, yay! But I don't know. I was just expecting something a bit different. I don't, I think the thing is, like the whole thing about this is, we keep going back to that word franchise, and there's a f- certain formula that they have to stick to, and unfortunately, it's the kill 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 run away guess who it is dunno let's do the, the 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 kind of like monologue okay let's now do the scooby-doo reveal and a little part of me really hopes um that third mask took so long to come off 
a really little part of me thought, yeah, please be Matthew Lillard. <laughs> and that he just survived somehow. Like, you didn't actually see him die. He's like, you know, and he, he just come back for revenge for Billy or something. It's just like, it's a scream, baby. <laughs> I mean, Skeet Oryx got a little bit of a touch. He's getting paid, paid some bank just to do his little, do, do those little bits. And I, I could take or leave those, to be honest. Though. Yeah, like, yeah. That's good. That's going to come to play in the next one if they, when they do a next one. I don't one. know. I don't know because the end of this one, they made a really big part thing of like her dumping the mask and walking away. Nah, she, there's, there's something. Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be a, a big uh, kind of like, you know, it's going to be a big kind of ask for them to flip her into a serial killer. And and they can't go and do the whole oh it was her was it not her she's been framed thing because they've already done it. Yeah, I, I tell you what I did like in that final sequence though was uh, when she Jenna Ortega character just took a brick to her face and the teeth came out. I just thought that was fantastic. No, that was good. That was good. I, I also liked the fact of I did quite like all the the kind of all the masks in that one room was fucking awesome. I don't know what all the crazy weird pictures were, but and and I want to and I and I just want to know. And I know this is going to be picking holes, but how the fuck did they get all this stuff without being tracked? And like, you no, know, was this all this stuff on eBay? Was well, they, the, they explained the policemen that. and evidence wasn't they that the sort of that way. Or they... Just everything went missing. Everything, yeah. all the evidence. Yeah, literally everything. And yeah. It just it was just a bit loose for me at the end was like with the whole we wanted to finish what he started. It's just like I was just like Yeah, I'm, I'm a policeman and I was a bit sort of worried about my son watching all this stuff, but I helped them do collect it anyway. And now I'm a nutcase cause like yeah, it was very That's loose. That's what it down for me. Everything else I really I did I it sounds like I'm being down. I'm not. Because I I don't I don't mind that format formulaic kind of thing with Scream. It's what it's what you go there for. But just the reveal let me down a little bit. I was just like, ah. I, I did like the confrontation though. I thought like the brutality of the stabbings in that scene was great. When she like, because he yeah. had a, a a vest on and she was just like going in where there wasn't a vest and just stabbing. It was, that was really, really cool. It was it, horrible. Stabbing is horrible in anything in it. It's just like, you just, oh, it's just the worst thing. Just being looks, stabbed. Ooh. It looks nasty. They they really come along with that that effect. It looks yeah. really impressive. The ferocity of it's amazing. Like the. Doof, yeah. doof, 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 doof. I want to I want to just briefly go back to what you said, Butch, as well about the way it was shot. This for some reason felt so much different to the other screen movies. The way it was shot, there's a lot more different camera angle camera angles and just. And I don't know whether that's because it's you know based on men being in new york and stuff but it just yeah there's just something more about it there's like it had a bit of style and angle. substance to it didn't it yeah. there was something like a sheet like a good sheen on it yeah. it just it felt different and that was cool yeah very new york and it just yeah even though it was filmed in canada <laughs> it was just yeah, it felt, no, they did a great yeah, job cool. great job but nice. i mean i enjoyed it i did enjoy it i mean the end let me down for a couple of points for me but in the grand yeah. scheme of things i liked it I enjoyed enough of it to come out and go, yeah, I actually quite enjoyed it. I just, like I said, it's probably, it's probably more of a problem with the the, the the whole thing rather than just yeah. the film. What was the kill count then on this? Because it was, it's, it was big. I think you it was, have a little look? I think it was double figures. I, I'm gonna go, it was go on, give me, give me your... Uh... Right, three at the start. Three at the start. So the two the two supposed killers and then Samara Weaving. 
Um, you had obviously had uh, Quinn's boyfriend, then you had Mindy's girlfriend, and then you had um, oh fuck, so the two in the shop. I think there was two in the shop, and then obviously Gail's boyfriend. Gail's boyfriend, the three killers. So that's eleven so far. Uh, there was that dude. Oh, that the psychiatrist. The street, wasn't it? Psychiatrist, that's 12. Oh, the dude okay, in the street done. that had a you're fight. Done. I'm you're done. done. I, I got to 12. Oh, so near. 13, yeah. apparently. What was the one I missed? I don't know. It was, was that bloke who said that he got a problem and he stabbed him. That no, was in the shop, though, wasn't it? Is that in the shop? Yeah, was it? The shop. I, thought two, I, I thought two died in the shop. Uh, I don't know. You got Laura Crane. Oh. Uh, you didn't know her surname. That was a good. That's a good nod. Crane. Greg killed by Detective Bailey. Jason Carvey. Uh, Bodega one killed by Detective Bailey. Even though there's two. Oh no, hang on. Bodega customer two killed by Detective. Bodega clerk killed. Doctor Christopher Stone killed. Quinn's date. Uh, Anika uh, was the ladder. Yeah. Uh, Brooks killed by Quinn. Quinn Bailey killed by Sam. Detective Bailey killed by Sam and Ethan Landry killed by Kirby. Right. So I, I don't know who I missed then. <laughs> wow. There we go. Maybe Gail Webb. General Ortega was going to go mental. She definitely had the psycho look. And I was literally like, oh my God, like Sam's the one that everyone thinks is going to be a nutcase. Maybe it's our little sister who's the actual real, like, mm. dark destroyer. Maybe they should do something like that from within. Or like, like, Kill a lead within ten seconds. Do a Samuel Jackson in Dim Blue Sea. I Just, think I think that's what'll happen in the next one. To be honest, I mean, uh, General Tager asks for too much money, and they'll just kill her off in the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, literally just bang done, and you're like, oh, what? Or like, as or, someone's doing that, these are the rules. I'm going to tell kill, you the rules. Bang, you're dead. Oops. Yeah, kill the core four in the first five minutes of the next film. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Anyway, should we um should we rate this Scream Six? Who wants to go first? Well, it's an eight for me. Eight. That's hard. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go quite steady high. I I did get a lot from it. I mean, I'm not even gonna take away the points that you know for the reveal. I I, I do like the formula; it works for me, and um, I look forward to them every time. And this one, yeah, just just felt. Yeah, it felt like a good horror movie. And I just thought the brutality of it was well up there. So yeah. Do you remember what you gave for Scream Five? No, a six okay. maybe, a seven, six or Go seven. Jordy Paul, give it to us. I'm gonna give it a seven. I think I, I was thinking about it, like other films I watched recently, and uh, it was no worse than Knock at the Cabin. So I'm gonna give it a seven. And um, I just like I said, guys, I enjoyed it. I did. Just there was a lot of stuff that just stopped it being any better for us. Um, but I, I appreciate the fact that it's the sixth film in the franchise and they're doing they're, they're sort of stepping up their game and they're, they're realising they have to sort of shoot differently and, and add a bit more into the mix but I just thought some of it was a bit schmaltzy and if, if you get stabbed 50 times you ain't going to be alive so that was one of mm, <laughs> I, don't point. I don't know people do get <laughs> stabbed and they survive um, yeah, yeah I think, I think I'll give, I'm going to give it a 7 as well um, just because I, I mean I don't know what I gave the last one, but I think this was I, I really I, di- I enjoyed it I really did. Um, the reveal was a bit meh, but everything else was really good. And you, I mean you know maybe I'm being a bit too down because you're right it is the sixth film in this franchise 
and they're still and they're hitting it good because they you know they did 70 million worldwide profit yeah that's pretty that's pretty mental like there's going to be another one and there'll probably be another one after that and yeah yeah you look at like some of the ones that went to six you know um, they they, they didn't make they didn't get that sort of like the budget just went down not up so fair play the start of scream seven should be neve campbell on a yacht with her family on holiday and then she dies straight away done comes in They'll, they'll definitely, they'll definitely, definitely bring Sydney, but I reckon they'll just they'll they'll, they'll chuck her a blank check and go how much you want, and she'll come back. You shall see. Cool, cool, cool. All right then, that's Scream Six done. All right, let's move on to our something to scream about. What do you want from me? Why don't you run from me? Okay, this episode is something to scream about. And the search of darkness, years 86 to 87. Let's just get fucking into it. You know what the, we're doing here? I'm so excited. So excited for this, mate. Oh like, God. you texted me in a week and you were like, I want every one of these movies in this list. Let's go, 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 go. go. That's right. <laughs> Let's start off with, um, and, and, there's, and there's so many still that I haven't seen. Um, but yeah, enjoying. Terrorvision. I mean, I've heard of it. Terrorvision. I've seen the poster. Is it that um, band? Yeah. I like tequila. <laughs> um, but it's a monster movie. Uh, and they have it as sort of a pet. Great special effects with Hungry Beast. Mate, a bit I'm, like... all, I'm already watching this on eBay. What? Is... I've already started watching it as well. So you're not watching the same one. <laughs> I'm going to bid against you. Yeah, I like this. I want to own this on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, um, I don't. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is right. Yeah, up for this. Not, this is a great start. I love it. Look of it. It just looks great. I can't, I can't believe I haven't seen it. It looks like one that I would have seen on and picked to watch as a, as as a young teenager. So yeah, the first one, great. Not one for Paul, but we're getting to watch it at some point. <laughs> I'll have to watch it some by one. Next one we have Rats: Night of Terror. Apocalyptic rats and more rats. No. No, I mean, they're not really know. rats, are they, lads? They're mice painted brown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it looks so bad that it might be good. That conveyor belt with the rat, the, the mice stuck on it, was fucking the best special effect I think I've ever seen. <laughs> well, my favourite line about what I was saying is that w- once they killed the rats, they just used the dead ones to like throw them at the crew and stuff like that. And stuff like Literally. That. Oh, my God. Fucking hell. I mean, let's see if we need to watch this one versus Ratman. Maybe do a double header at some point. All for that. This next one. Oh, my God. Why haven't I watched this one? I have no idea. The Hitcher. I know about it. Rukahawa, Jennifer Jason Lee. I mean, fuck have me. Have never seen it, Paul? I've never watched The Hitcher. This has, no, to, be, has to be a pick soon. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. There's a film I've seen that you guys haven't. That's fucking. I, do you know Bro. what? 
It's Blade Runner. It's a Blade Runner. Hold, hold off, hold off, hold off. Let's, let's just, no spoilers first from you, Mr. Jordy Paul. And what I will say is that this year there is going to be a, a release of this movie, and I am I've had it on on back order, and I'm waiting for this, and I've wanted to watch this for so long. Well, add me, add me to, guys. That's all I'm going to say. So if you can add me to that back order, if that's possible, because I need to own this. We are going to be doing this for something to scream about. Definitely. Sorry, Incredible. moving from the vault. Moving from the vault. We could do it. We could do a whole section on it if you want, and add it just on the <laughs> Just dedicate a whole something to scream about to Brooke O'Hara if you want. Fucking hell. Do it. This looks mint. Oh, this brings us back. My little crate on the corner here. Look at him. Tickle him. Tickle him. Um, Crit is. Oh. I was surprised Crit is hadn't been done already in it. Yeah, yeah me too. I mean, this is, and I was surprised. I think going through it when they did, they didn't have this. Like D Wallace, oh my fucking god. Um, yeah, we did this for episode one. This is our yeah. first first movie from the vault. Wow, fuck oh, me. I mean, I love this movie. It's a ten all day. It's one of my favourites from when I was a kid. It's just like I love the franchise, uh, even the one with Leonardo DiCaprio. So <laughs> debatable. <laughs> Um, I completely so forgot about the intergalactic bounty hunters guys. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. It needs a rewatch for me. I haven't seen it in so long, but I completely forgot about them too. And I was like, oh. <laughs> well, well, I tell you what, we've never, we haven't done Critters two yet, so maybe. <laughs> maybe we have to get you a little critter as well. Oh, there we go. Um, this next one, I didn't know about um and i thought i knew a little bit about hannibal Lecter, manhunter i've never heard of this jordy uh, paul i know you like this film oh it's fucking again incredible i was quite chuffed that i'd seen some of these ones to be honest guys uh but oh my god manhunter is amazing it's, never seen it's unbelievable it. i've never seen it oh, guys honestly <laughs> it's incredible um oh, what's he called who plays um the tooth tom, fairy the... tom noonan tom noonan is yeah. incredible in it He's, yeah, he's I do like so him. fucking creepy. You know who he is, don't you, Paul? Butcher. Tom Noonan, I thought, was the one who played Harry, the Hannibal Lecter in it. No, that's Brian no. Cox. That's, yeah, Brian oh, Cox. God, yeah. Tom, Tom Noonan, Noonan plays Frankenstein in Monster Squad. Oh, yes. It yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty cool um, adage there. Yeah, definitely definitely for that. Brownie points. Well, I'm well up for watching that, guys, because it's, it's fantastic. So. It looks very Henry Portrait sort of serial killer. So, yeah, I'm up for it. Um, oh God, okay. I need this one on. I need this one in. I can't find it anywhere at the moment. So if you do have it at work, tell me. Deadly friend. <sighs> Let's sure. I need to find this one. Wes Craven. A Wes Craven movie I haven't seen. Same. Uh, that's really annoying. Um, I do know about the kill though, because that's like I've seen so many memes of that kill, the basketball to the head thing, so many times. Yeah, I, I wrote down a non-sexy Megan. For BB. Hang on a minute. Rewind. Are you saying you found Megan sexy? Uh, <laughs> well, you didn't. <laughs> okay. Oh. Hang on. Let me make sure I just wrote down. No, I definitely put sexy. I definitely put some sexy. So there's. Uh, she's just doing all that slutty dancing. I'm not saying that I found her sexy, but they were trying to. I'm not backpedaling, actually. Stick by that. <laughs> That hole is getting bigger. <laughs> it's all right, mate. I've ordered you one, a life-size one for Christmas. I really want an Asian... Yeah, get me an Asian sex doll. That's, That's fine. Uh, anyway, moving swiftly on to 
to this sort of like, okay, we're getting into an era now, like of where it's like rock and roll, heavy metal, horror movies and stuff, um, which is just fantastic. Trick or Treat um, with... Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Alex Cooper. Sorry. <laughs> and, and, and lots of other people. Is it the main guy that looks like He-Man? <laughs> yeah, Gene, Gene Simmons. Thor, isn't it? Is it Gene Simmons is a DJ. Yeah. Um, and it's like a lot of misfits, uh, rock and roll high school, sort of like another sort of high school. Um, that lead singer looks mental. It's just like, what, like almost like 976 Evil, sort of remind me of. And I think 976 Evil came after this from memory. So, yeah, um, sort of a revenge movie, basically. Call a demon up and. I really want to see it. I've never seen it. And obviously, loads and loads of people always say it's a, a great film. And a yeah. bang soundtrack. Uh, I do want to. I do want to see this one really well, I, badly. I know you have this one at work, so I yeah, need this definitely. one put aside. Uh, and the next one, uh, a Slaughter High, um, which is again another high school revenge movie, sort of shot in re- England. Yeah, re- remind me of Prom Night a little bit. Um, those, mm. but again, they sort of sometimes run into the same sort of ilk, don't they? They were teased a little bit of teasing, and then someone comes back and tries to kill kill them off mm. but again the kills look pretty funny um i'm all for that and i like the poster with the little skull mm. yeah it did look good class of newcomb high Woo-hoo! i mean I said, that was an early episode we did that as well this my first ever guest appearance guys yeah oh yeah of course it was yeah first appearance um we got him to watch class of newcomb high. and you loved it didn't you you popped his cherry <laughs> loved is such a strong word <laughs> i mean there's five class and you can high movies we haven't made you watch all of them yet uh, each so. one gets worse and worse this maybe is... i should go and re-watch the first one just to, you know now my ears have warped my brain sufficiently enough to uh maybe i'll accept it i mean it's trauma it's one of the it's one of the most well-known trauma movies maybe apart from obviously toxic i Avenger. loved it i loved toxic that Avenger. Like I'll say it again, thank you so much for picking that, Butch, because I fucking loved it. I've got on VHS now as well. Bloody love it. I love it. It's ace. I mean, I just always remember the my favourite scene, weirdest scene of the whole thing was that guy just getting a massive stonk on. <laughs> monster <laughs> penis. Monster, monster penis. It was ridiculous. Uh, um, I just that... remember the, the Cretans smashing the granny's face in. <laughs> <laughs> And the fucking soundtrack playing the entire film. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's fucking incredible. Go watch Class Newcomb High if you haven't. It's one of the I've best. also picked, just picked up uh, really cheap uh, Surf Nazis Must Die from Trova. Okay. Help to watch that one. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> this might be my favourite, even though, I mean, that I haven't seen The Zero Boys. And I know it's an Arrow release, so I need to get that. I know I need it's it. It looked weird, didn't it? really weird sort of like a bit like i don't know why i thought lost boys but um it's true it's a what paintball had kelly maroney in they were stalked by a killer had a hand zimmer soundtrack frank darren was involved um i mean it's all our faves and i don't really understand why i haven't seen it it looked i can't understand why i've never heard of it it looks like all of the 80s films rolled into like one horrible mess but like goonies lost boys monsters got the whole thing just rolled in yeah, uh, never heard of it. Where's it? I've, Why I've I heard of it because of work, but I've, I never not thought it was a 
out and out kind of horror movie. I always thought it was like a some kind of like thriller drama thing. But no, yeah, never knew that until I saw that trailer. So I'm very interested to see that one. Very interesting because we never got to talk about we never really talked about Zero Boys, did we? With um, Kelly Maroney when we had her on our episode. No, no. (laughs) What a shame. Next time. Yes. Um, Okay, moving on to 1987. We start off with a weird one, which I'm not going to start dwell on. Which board? Because they couldn't name it Ouija board, even though there is a movie now called Ouija. So I like the look. I I like the look of this. I quite like the look of this as well. What did you like about it? It just looked a bit cheese on toast for me, but not in a good way. I didn't think that that term existed, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it looked something. It looked like something I'd actually want to give a watch. You know, I don't know. I like the look of it. Well, right. Blood Rage is next. It's one with uh, the twins. One is a <laughs> one is a killer. One isn't. One went into the asylum. Which one went into the asylum? Um, <laughs> and it's a, it's another hot. It's like a holiday horror set set in Thanksgiving. When everyone's going around at the moment saying there's no horror movies set in Thanksgiving, actually there is. <laughs> Blood Rage mm. is it's one. Got, this one's got a big following. Oh, yeah. Big cult following. Yeah, yeah. The, the premise of it is amazing. Good title. I like the title as well. So that's, this is on Arrow as well. I believe Blood Rages Arrow. I would pick this bad boy up. I would pick this one up and watch it. It looks gnarly. It looks really gnarly. Effects look pretty mad. Yeah, some kills and stuff that look really, really cool. The one in the car that they showed was fucking nuts. What so, I found know. really um, quite interesting was the, they were talking about the mother's performance and stuff, and she was pretty crazy. Like, uh, good acting and stuff. So I really want to see this. Round of applause was for her acting, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, the Gate. Stephen Dork, moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Nah, honestly, this made me a bit nostalgic, a little bit. I mean, I know I rinsed it, but it was mainly through Stephen Dork. I couldn't, I couldn't get around his big head. But like, Jordy um, Paul, have you seen this? What the git? No, I've never seen it. No. Um, mate, I think you should do that for your homework this week. Over the next two weeks, I think you should go and watch The Gate. Please. Tell us well, what you, you love think. it. Paul hates it. Well, what do you think? I'll just drop in the middle somewhere. <laughs> hates, a, hates a strong word. You'll love it, mate. Strongly disliked it. <laughs> I didn't. I don't think I got the same. It's a great gateway that. horror film. Great, like brilliant. It's good fun. Yeah. And Paul knows reflect, nothing, so don't reflect, listen to him. Oh, the gate is awesome. <laughs> Again, this is another one around that whole rock and roll sort of like you know. Um, the, the, Open the gates to hell. Yes. Next one is literally called Rock and Roll Nightmare um, with the band Tritons. It's about a possessed house with like some fucking puppets that are just like upside down fraggles. It was just, what is this? What is it? I need it. <laughs> they look like fucking zig and zag. Yeah, <laughs> it, it did, didn't it? It's just... it did look like sock puppets. Yeah, it looked terrible. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure on that one, mate. I'm really not. Um, the best one. I mean, I just uh, smile when they put this one on. Jaws: The Revenge. <laughs> Paul's Jordy favorite Paul, movie. Over to you. Well, <laughs> I, 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 do you know what? Right, it's better than Jaws three. So, <laughs> in, my, in my opinion, 
So it's the third best Jaws movie. Um, I remember, do you know what though? I remember obviously loving Jaws as a kid. I love Jaws, two, Jaws 1 and 2. I love Jaws 2. And I remember as a kid watching Jaws of Revenge quite a lot. Agree. I think it's actually it was, it was always on TV as well, wasn't it? Always. Because I had yeah. Michael Caine in it. <laughs> and I'll stand by this statement, right? Oh, here we go. So if, Got if this on letters, tape. I apologise. The first 15 minutes of it, where the shark kills Sean, obviously Chief Brody's youngest child, is horrific. Now the rest of the film's a bit shit, but yeah, you know. <laughs> Yeah, Michael, there's a big fish down here, man. <laughs> there's a, there's a, I think there's two takes as well that, that we watch when we were kids. So you could even watch the one where the, so, he doesn't always come back. Um, The sort of, I can't remember the guy, the Bermuda, you know, the Bermuda guy. It's the Mario dro- Van Peebles. Right. The, dro- <laughs> the one with the drugs doesn't always come back. <laughs> In some takes, like he dies. Yeah. So the one I originally watched, he dies. But in uh, some takes, he comes back. So, I thought, yeah, I thought he'd come back as well. I swear he did. There's two different takes out there. I'm, I'm well, there's one sure. where the, the when Ellen rams the shark, it, it, there's one <laughs> version which it roars like a fucking buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> then there's a version that it doesn't because people realise that sharks don't have vocal cords. <laughs> Dude, and, and it fucking, the, the, the shark looks so shit. I mean, like, how can you go from, like, Jaws, which was made when it was, all the way to this, and the shark looked that. It literally looked like a, a, a metal shark with no features. There's, we one, Matt? there's one really good fit of killing it from memory is the banana boat. Yeah. That, that, banana boat that, that, I do like that one, actually. Freaky. Well, maybe I do like this film. I like that <laughs> I just, go and watch it. Just go and watch it again. Be, and see I always thought, like, whenever I went on holiday, like to Spain and that, and they do the banana boat thing where they. You sit on it and you go, I always thought, never fucking do that because of Jaws. Never. And I'm not, well, I won't be sitting at the back, that's for sure. No well, chance. It's just, it's just like I'll never get in a sea helicopter that lands on the water from Jaws 2. Scares shelvers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's, look, it isn't a great film by any means, but Jesus. Yeah. I don't know. And I have a wonderful print that Paul got me for Christmas, which I can't wait. <laughs> so lucky. I'm yeah, jealous. You put it up yet, mate. I can't yeah. know. Um, next one we have is uh, Creepazoids. Great title, one of my favorites. Creepazoids. Um, haven't seen it. Um, alien horror movie with Lena Quigley. It's like real low budget sort of thing going on. I like, really like the look of this one. So low budget. Mm. But don't they say in the dog? It's the low budget alien. That's basically. Oh, oh, and it's oh just... no, no, no. I've I've seen most of this film, and it is the low, 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 low budget film of alien. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking horrendous. Can't wait. But it's funny. I think Butch would probably love it, actually. Mm, I think so. I think so. Um, so Hang on. Just before we move on, isn't that what he calls the things in Tremors? He calls them Creepazoids, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, Creepazoids! Graboids. Oh, it's Graboids. 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 I always Creepazoids. Graboids. Yeah, you're right. Carry on. Uh, Zombie Nightmare. I haven't heard of this, and it's a shame. It's like a fucking zombie movie. Revenge with Adam West in it. Oh God! Yeah, terrible. What? It looked terrible. <laughs> I'll be like, honest. It looked pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> no. The lead actor apologizes for being in it. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I was an actor, didn't have any jobs, and then they want to put me in a film with Adam West, and I was like, fine. 
But then I quickly realised it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much did say that on that show, didn't he? The next oh, one, God. however, the video dead. I mm. mean, that poster looks fucking amazing for a start. Dude, the, the, the VHS of this is big money. I, yeah. I, I lost yeah. out on one about two years ago, and I'll never regret it. I'll always regret it, sorry. Yeah, zombies ad- zombies adapting so there's like weird loads of zombies almost like george romero-esque of just like well what we're going to talk about next uh different kind of cool zombies there's loads of cool zombies in this really really cool bride zombie um and we've got like a haunted tv where they come out of i mean it's a great premise really apparently each zombie has a, has a has a backstory yeah <laughs> it, 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 it looks bad shit and then we have Slumber Party Massacre 2 with the fucking giant guitar drill. I mean, it looks just ridiculously good. He is all in leather, the killer, and he's got a fucking giant red guitar. I know you mentioned this when we watched the first one. There was just, we should have just skipped. I mean, the first one was good. I'm not going to lie. I really enjoyed I really watching that. I the first one. I remember it's very, very good. Very good. But, but this is just this, however. on another level. He's just going down a fucking thing, making. I love the whole fact that they were doing his own choreography. It was all weird and fucking to the music. <laughs> it just looks fucking like so bonkers. And they made it. And it's it, that's it, really. You know, let's it's go and watch. Indeed. It's available for free on Amazon Prime at the moment. So that's got to be a pick soon. Just go and watch a weird guy in leather with a giant drill on the end of his guitar. Sounds like a Saturday night out, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Well, sadly, we only, well, no, we actually, we have, next episode will be our last endeavour. We will be doing 88 and 89, last, uh, and I think this is the last time they're doing it. I've enjoyed talking about them all, so hopefully we get till, some. Till 90s horror comes up. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We've, but we've got, a, we've got a load of shit to get through with the 80s. I've got a list. Long we are. Right then. Without further ado, let's get on to our movie from the vault. First, he created the most frightening film ever made. Then, he took his unique vision of terror one step further. Now, George A. Romero takes us out of the night beyond the dawn and into the darkest day of horror the world has ever known day of the dead there have to be survivors in washington oh my they have more sophisticated shelters than this one there have to be people in those shelters who know about us who know where we are with no radio contact they'll come looking for us i said shut up they can be tricked into being good little girls and boys same way we were tricked into it, on the promise of some reward to come. What the fuck is wrong with you people? They're dead! They're fucking dead, and you want to teach them tricks? They have to be rewarded, Captain. Why else will they do what we want them to do? I don't want them to do anything but drop <laughs> Yeah. 
God, you fucking lunatics. George A. Romero's Day of the Dead, the most eagerly awaited day in horror film history. Okay, this episode's moving from Bolt, my pick. George A. Romero's 1985 Day of the Dead. Paul is now changing into a zombie. <laughs> More of a zombie. <laughs> As the world is overrun by zombies, a group of scientists and military personnel sheltering in an underground bunker in Florida must have determined how they should deal with the undead horde. How are they getting on? What the fuck is going on? What, uh, what the fuck? I mean, this is fucking... Right. Zombies rule the world. They really do. We can we we see that. Um, With uh, pet crocodiles. Well, Matt, talk to me about Dare the Dead. Talk to you about Dare the Dead. I watched this movie when I was at school, and it was around. It was shortly after I watched. Oh, what Dare lesson? Dead. What lesson did they uh, teach you? In? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I had a school friend, obviously, like I've talked about him before, Stuart, that had all the horror movies and I went around his house and that's how I got access to most of these movies. And I went around and, we, and he put this this one on because we'd watched um, Dawn of the Dead the previous week or something. And yeah, this fucking blew my little tiny mind apart. Um, crazy. I mean, George Romero, the, the king of the zombie genre um with effects by the one of the kings of effects tom savini amazing amazing all around but i want to hear what jory paul thinks is this the first time you've watched this movie yes (laughs) yeah i've never seen this before guys never ever seen this before um it's an interesting one (laughs) careful now yeah, I know. This is my podcast and future on the line. Um, honestly, guys, I was 100% going to be preparing to fight you because I was like, I don't see what all the fuss is about. Uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I didn't. At the start, I was a <laughs> Which bit is like... Wrong up the sleeves. Yeah, this is a bit wanky. I was a bit like, what? what is all the fuss about at the start? And then all the shit hit the fan, right? And it was just effect after effect after effect after effect. And it was brilliant. So don't come at me. <laughs> but I did at the start think, oh, this is this is a bit slow. And I wanted to, like, what's going on? And it's a bit shouty. Everyone's shouting at each other constantly. <laughs> there is a lot of shouting. And the did music you, did, did you me think in it a was bit all gonna, Did you think it was all going to be shot where it was shot, like underground and stuff? Or did you think it was going to be, they were going to go... Well, I, I quite like the scope of the sort of... And do you know what, actually? Thinking about it and just digesting over the past few days, uh, every, uh, you can just see, can't you, the influence that these films have on just modern... Not just zombie films, horror films, like apocalyptic films. It's all pretty much he just set the template to go, there you go, just play in this sandbox because you can't go wrong. So I, I loved the, the initial like helicopter shots of like just the desolation... And then obviously the whole zombie rules. I'm sort of watching it in reverse, like The Walking Dead before all this stuff. And it's quite funny that it's like watching an episode of The Walking Dead, essentially. Well, the, it's funny you should say that. 
this is like Kirkman, Kirkman's actually came out this week. There, someone's asked him a question about his favorite zombie movie, and Day that he said that Day of the Dead, out of all every all of them, is his favorite one. So it's, you know, it's the DNA all over The Walking Dead. Well, apparently, um, George himself, George A. Romero, said this is one of his. This is probably his favorite one he did, which was uh, I thought was quite um, interesting. So, it, opening scene fucking crazy like straight balls deep straight away that, that's what i loved about this movie it's just like straight away you're like what the fuck is going on like this woman's walking up to the, the music starts off it's like crazy fucking music yeah. yeah and then she walks up to the wall and that fucking hands oh, come out hands come out I, I I'm not gonna lie. I I bust. I got the Blu-ray out and watched this, and I busted the sound uh the sound bar on, and I literally pumped it up so high, <laughs> I could shit myself. Well, bar. as well, guys, remember I was watching this on my phone on YouTube, so I'm not a hundred percent sure that I'm getting the whole fucking. Do you know what I mean? That whole experience of it, because I I was sort of watching it, not realizing it was about to start, and I didn't. I I saw the hand bit, but it didn't make me shit myself as it should have. Mm. I was like, well, that was quite impressive from an effect point of view, but I, I so so I don't know whether I was like diminished because I was just watching it where I was watching it. Mm. It deals uh, with one of like some of my favourite like parts of an apocalyptic zombie movie. It's almost like the reason why I, I like the these these movies so much, and zombie being like you know my favourite genre. It's it's that what happens afterwards. I mean, you get lots of ones where it's the human element is always the worst part of a zombie movie. You know, they're, they're always the worst part. Um, and that happens thoroughly in Dawn of the Dead, which is, is still probably my favourite out of all of them. But with this one, it's that isolation. It's moved in forwards. It's sort of like discovery. How do we deal with it? Are we actually doing anything? We're sort of on the Everyone's on the edge. Um, it's that moment before, you know, what the fuck are we doing? Well, we're just trying to do a job uh and keep things going normally and things ain't fucking normal um it's that just that that slight moment before well we're just fucking off and it's the world's shit and we're just except before acceptance really everyone's just literally just gone we're fucked we're down here we're supposed to be doing a job but why um and it's the state it's that sort of like why are we doing the status quo and it's sort of like the kind of like even though he's an arsehole the fucking Sarge is like Rhodes. Rhodes is just—he's on it. He, he, you know, he, he, you know, he's gone back. He's kind of quaking, but he's right. He is kind of right. It's like, why the fuck are we doing? Why are you doing this store stuff? Because <laughs> the guys who the, are supposed to be the intelligence are not. They haven't got a fucking clue. <laughs> and he's the, the the doctor, the main doctor, who's obviously. You know that what you do, you find out that they're they're corralling members of the zombie horde, and then obviously this doctor's doing experiments on them, and he's the bat, most batshit of them all. Like obviously the army dudes are batshit from a violent point of view, but he's the one that antagonizes everything because he's using what the sort the, the dead soldiers and he's using whatever he can get to for no reason whatsoever, really, just to play games with these zombies. The best people in this are is the pilot is like the civvies it's it's, yeah. it's it's john you know john. no you're wrong you're wrong are you gonna say bub 
Of course it's Bob. One hundred percent Bob. But the most together, like the the ones that are like, yeah, we're gonna fucking survive, we're gonna make the most of this. It's that it's it's those two together there, like Mr. Bean and uh <laughs> no, that dude, right? I gotta say it right. The widest eyes I've ever seen. <laughs> How does he act with his eyes open that wide the whole time? <laughs> Literally, it's the widest eye. Can I ask you a question, lads? Oh no, I think I know what this is going to be. Were they a couple? That's what I was thinking uh, for a little bit. I was thinking because I thought I think it's ballsy to do in that time when it was out to have, and and it's never spoken about. But they live together now. I know obviously they're like a separate faction, but I got the distinct impression that they were like together as a couple, just the way they sort of bounced off each other and the way they had the like yeah totally. I thought the same. Yeah, so the way he was wearing that jumper <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a lot of things well it deals with like the whole the whole soldier thing and it's like there's a lot of casual well, not even casual there's a lot of racism like out and out racism. out and out racism in this yeah. sort of like in the military anyway and it's sort of like you know in that time and it's like fucking hell i mean yeah, the whole the way they have they a go. They literally have a go at every race in this yeah. pretty much. Yeah. You know, the way they're having a go at Miguel. I mean, old matey boy, um, is it Steve? Um, Steve. Is it Steve? He's like the big fucker. Um, Steve. With the cigar all the time. Steel. 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 Fucking Steve. <laughs> um, yeah, he's fucking now, great. Now, I've got another question. He is great. Another question for you. He... He is very protective of Rickles. Now there's something going on there, if you ask me. Well, they're all on their own. You nearly I'm killed Rickles. You nearly killed Rickles. There's only one female, you know, if that's if that's what you're you're talking about. So, and she's apparently with Miguel. He's you know he's slapping around the face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Miguel wasn't. I was a bit like he's obviously lost the plot before the film starts, hasn't he? Oh yeah. And he's. He's just completely gone, wasn't he? Yeah, just literally like crack, just crackers. I was, yeah. I was sort of glad he got done away with, to be honest, because like, oh, can't can't take much more of you. He's the cat, <laughs> at least the catalyst, isn't he, for it all going. He's yeah. Li- he's he's he is god mad. There's got to be a life wire. It has to be. Yeah, and he, <laughs> but his reaction at the end is always it always baffles me. I mean, he he's just like fuck it. I'm just I'm going out. I'm gonna get them out. Let them all go. Let all the zombies loose on you. He's just crackers. Lays down, gets chomped on. <laughs> the, before that though, the one bit that is always like, wow, that is crazy, is the arm chop. Then they perform the arm chop on him. I was like, when I was watching this, I was like, what are they doing? I was like, they're gonna fucking chop his arm off. And then and then they seal it up and it's just like mad that that whole the whole effects on that is crazy, dude. Crazy. Yeah, and again, the DNA over everything because they use that again and again in The Walking yeah. Dead. So yeah. it's like there's so many take ons and well, it, stuff. When you were saying about the military with the the female, I got Twenty Eight Days Later vibes from it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah literally, there's so much inferred from like, and I've seen Dawn of the Dead, and obviously, you know, the rule, the zombie rules are pretty much Romero's but this this film in particular I saw so much of now what's happening now well, yeah I mean it's, it's it's that thing as well is there's always kind of a bully there's always somebody who's going to pull rank it's about hierarchy isn't it and it's about 
uh versus the people that uh you know that whole trope about mad professors testing on bodies and stuff like that it's just like and and the reasons for for what they're doing and why they're doing it and and obviously with george there's always there's always political massive undertones throughout all of his movies no matter how you look at it you know consumerism was dawn of the dead where this is about the military situation and probably racism as well again you know it's it's it's, uh, but it's just such a crazy film it's like a master class in laurie laurie cardell who plays um sarah is just absolutely phenomenal in this she's just she is just this movie you know she just does everything and she's just like the most she's kind of the most level-headed out of all of them apart from bub get a room with you <laughs> pub. i like john i like listening to john's creator theory again and again like that whole when there's no more room in hell you know uh the dead will walk the earth and he sort of like brings that on a little bit in terms of like you know we fucked up this is just the way just get rid of it <laughs> and, and the basically he's like he's basically like fuck it it is how it is let's just go let's start fucking basically <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's what he says doesn't he in a nutshell because uh, i mean i think there's a bit of, of a thing as well obviously there's a thing between them two as well yeah and this is like the old start because obviously we you know we could do land of the dead which is like there's definitely the it adds on to the intelligence of zombies like becoming a little bit more like conscious of what's going on um i like land of the dead so fuck you matthew uh and then the they you don't get like that in the walking dead they don't really cross that bridge until probably like well the last series the last series ish um but uh have you seen the last series now matt no i've still not finished it (laughs) so yeah 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 they don't really cross that bridge but um the whole like bub is just one of them it's just infamous right yeah can we talk about bub please let's do it let's talk about bub because that that's that i I fucking love this guy the guy that plays him uh, what about bub howard Sherman Howard, fucking, just the guy is just insane because his like whole face is covered in prosthetics, but still yet he manages to just, just capulate the whole fucking zombie thing, you know, just it's so clever the borderline from like zombie to human and the way he acts and stuff, or just the way he is with the props and like that they give him and all that. So I think it's just fucking amazing. I just love that whole thing of the like. Oh, you can teach, you can teach him, you can teach him. Because not one thing, never ever does attack anybody until obviously the part where Rhodes, because he knows Rhodes is an asshole. You know, and it's it, sad it, that bit when he's like, salute him. Obviously, when the doctor's dead, and he, I was like, oh, bless him. Because <laughs> he's like, mm, mm, mm. I actually did like the bit where he uses the shaver and he starts shaving his face off. That was quite cool. Mm, yeah. But yeah, I, lo- I love that whole scene. Just I think it's it's clever. It's clever just to have that whole thing of like, you know, can you teach them? Can you suppress them and stuff? Like like it's been used in all the TV shows and other films. You know, can can you change someone who's gone? Is there somebody still in there? It's like like the whole thing of the the first one. Like all these people are going back to the mall because they used to shop there, so it's a subliminal thing in their head. It's just like. Yeah, I like that whole touch in it. It's cool. When, especially that whole thing about con- 
sorry Matt, the, the thing about control as well so when obviously you're out of control it's that human thing is we need to try and control this you know we need to try and understand it and control and you know get that semblance of normality back but they can't they can't control it it's too it's like like the guy says i can't remember his name now um he says it's it's now out of control it's like the professor says it's like it's some ridiculous statistics like five thousand to one um it's just like you're done there is no cure it's it's over um yeah i just it's, it's a very clever film and then obviously we get we get on to to murderville at the end <laughs> oh my it's god fucking chaos man it's great and again it's, great. A, it's the slow moving how many different zombies did you see clown yeah. zombie wedding zombie Bandman zombie, <laughs> like construction worker zombie. Construction. Yeah, I, 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 I did quite chuckle at that because it's like that old school. Like every zombie's a character. <laughs> yeah, gotta be. It's gotta be. There's some crazy ones in there, like just really weird ones in there. Old woman, you got to bring your own, you got to bring your own zombie to the table. I love that. Your own personality. To it. The zombies, like every single one of them, are in it, and these are normal people that they got in. Yeah, there were these are hard lists. A couple of actors scat through, but is it all Greg Nicotero? Greg Nicotero plays um, one of the characters, uh, one of the soldiers, I think. Oh, he's one of the soldiers, is he? Sorry, yeah, pretty sure he is. But you're thinking like that whole the one shot I love is when they come down onto the the conveyor thing when it comes down, just insane, and they're just all fucking stood there, and you're like. This is fucked because they're fucked. Now they're in this part. You're not going to get away from it. No door's going to stop these guys from getting through it. No way. I think there was a nun in there as well, somewhere. Oh, yeah, there's always a, a nun or something like that in there. I think yeah, my Greg, favorite... Greg Nicotero played Johnson. Yeah. I think my favorite kill was the guy who got his head pulled off. Yeah, that's clever how they did that, isn't it? Like, how this... you kind of look how they did it. Speeding up his voice and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Like his big shriek is like, ah, like yeah, very, very good. I'll tell you a little thing on that, and it's like I might have touched on it on the pod before, but I'm gonna go over it again. I remember when they were when I used to go in the might have been John Menzies when they sold magazines and stuff, and I used to go in there and used to read uh, Fangor uh, when it was in in there. And like I used to just grab it and just read it the whole thing because I couldn't afford it at the time because I was only a kid. But I remember seeing a picture of literally roads being pulled apart, and I was like, "That's horrific," because I thought it was real, but it wasn't. It was effects, and it's like it had a whole blurb from Tom Savini, and this is probably was about the time it came out on VHS because it was being covered in in the magazine. And it's just fucking, I just remember thinking, this is insane. Insane. And then I didn't even see it for another probably, what, 10 years? It's interesting how it turns after, like, all those pits and the soldiers getting ripped apart. And then at the end, there's just, like, so much emphasis on the zom- on the zombies eating different parts. It kind of gets really uh, nauseous at the end. Like, makes you a bit... It does. Quick. I've forgotten how... How long and how, many, and how many different Yeah, what shots. are they eating? Fuck. 
Because there's yeah, a lot, even, there was yeah, a lot even, of pigs intestines used in this movie. Oh, it all on. looked real. It did go on a little bit, and I was like, oh, fuck it all. I mean, yeah, I, and I, lo- I love Bob's little salute. <laughs> yeah. Rod's getting yes. pulled apart. He's like, <laughs> did you, I mean, as well, it's, it's like, it is like, it, you, there's, there's hardly really that much zombies until the kind of that that it's like right now we're going to showcase it now we're going to fucking hit this is going to be a zombie film this is going to have every fucking zombie i've got i'm going to chuck every single fucking penny into these zombies and it's just fucking mayhem and i love it because it gives you that claustrophobic thing and like because they don't the soldiers they try and run away but they're pretty crap they corner themselves and they're just covered and there's zombies coming in from every angle and even the bit where they're going down the caves and stuff and they're in the dark and they're picking off zombies and stuff. What, they unload their entire magazine on one zombie when they should just shoot yeah, one bullet at a time. Well, yeah, <laughs> like we haven't got much ball. we haven't got much ammunition, but we'll just <laughs> unload all, all of our bullets on this free zombies. Hmm. Right, give us some Matt's facts, man. Matt's facts, okay. All right. Oh, can we just chat real one one sec? Obviously, then they get away and they're on an island. Are you going to say is the whole thing her dreaming? Is is did they die? No, I don't. Now in purgatory, (laughs) lost. (laughs) I thought maybe she had another dream about the whole thing, and they were already on the island. So I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. All right, so let's get on some facts. Um, all the extras who portrayed zombies in the climax, ooh, the climax, received uh, for their services a cap that said, "I played a zombie in Day of the Dead." A copy of the newspaper from the beginning of the film, the one that says "The Dead Walk," and one dollar. Um, the, this was the lowest grossing film in George A. Romero's Dead trilogy. How much are those caps? How much are those caps, map? And have you had a look for any? Christ, they're going to be. They're probably going to be about ten grand. The lowest grossing film in George Romero's Dead trilogy. Nevertheless, it gained a cult following over the net last three decades. Um, during a vacation break in filming, uh, makeup artist Greg Nicotero used a realistic and gruesome model of his own head, as seen in the laboratory scene from the film, to play a practical joke on his mother. Oh, she God. later on died of a heart attack. That's a lie. I'm joking. That's, that's, Jesus. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> that went dark. That got dark very quickly. Um, during Miguel's um, sedation, Laurie Cardell um, told Anthony uh, DeLeo um, to actually slap her to make it look more authentic. And it did, did look quite real, I thought. Um, George Romero, did you spot him? Did you spot his cameo? No. No, he was as a zombie pushing a cart in the foreground during the final zombie feast, seen from the waist down and identified by his trademark plaid scarf wrapped around his waist. (laughs) (laughs) So um, the budget for George A. Romero's original script was estimated at seven million, but he would only be given the money if he could film an R-rated film. He was told that if he went ahead and shot an unrated film with no limits on gore, the budget would be split in half to 3.5 million. So he took the 3.5? Must have, yeah. (laughs) 
Both actors uh, playing Captain Rhodes in the two versions of Day of the Dead also appeared in both versions of Dawn of the Dead as a police as police officers. In Dawn of the Dead 1978, Joseph Pilato played an officer at Police Dock before being, Ro- being Rhodes in the original Day of the Dead. In Dawn of the Dead 2004, Ving Rhames played Kenneth, a cop, and in Day of the Dead, he played Rhodes. Cool. Um, Joseph Pilato... Um, the line where he says choke on them as he's being ripped apart by the zombies was ad-libbed by the actor. <laughs> and the kill count on this, I'm going to give you a guess. What do you reckon the kill count was on this, boys? In- including zombies or just people? Including zombies, yeah. 48. Paul <laughs> Stevens going in from the gate. He, he got it. No, nearly. Uh, fifty two fifty eight. Lower. Oh. What? Thirty six. Close. Oh, Warmer. 30. Colder. Thirty eight. <laughs> okay. I thought that'd be loads more than that. Yeah. Thirty eight. Thirty eight. All that's right, quite, cool. That's quite a high kill count, really, when you think about it. Not including the zombies though. Sure, if I counted all the zombies, they zombies kill. don't die that much, do they? Unless you get them in the head, maybe they didn't get them in the head. Well, they killed chop- off, they didn't use all of their gun in one. True. <laughs> yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed rewatching this. Always love a it. pleasure. Always love a it. pleasure. Love it, love it, love it. And right. We've met the man himself, George A. Romero. God bless him. The loveliest bloke ever. That's pretty cool. That's, that is pretty cool. He's a lovely man. Lovely man he was. What are you rating this then, Paul? I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10, guys. I know you guys are going to give it a 10, but I just it took a while to get going for us, to be honest. But by the end, I was like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. So I'm going to give it a 9. Go on, please, go on, Butch. It's a 9 do? for me, because, because, even though it's not like... Because it's Dawn of Dead's 10 all day, so it's it's, it's a 9, broader than 10. Might as well, but, yeah, it's a 9 for me, yeah. It's a 9 for me as well. I mean, it's like... It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant, but... It's you're right. Dawn of the Dead was just it was just yeah. It just stuck stuck in my head more than this. Yeah. Although the effects took it up a notch in this, which can, really changed the game. But yeah, nine out of ten for me. Can I All ask right. you a question? Have you seen the remake? No. Uh, I've seen one of them, Dead of Dead Reckoning or something like that. But yeah. no. Nah, no good now. I don't know. Might be. I'm. I'm. Uh, there's quite a few different variations of them all, including Night of the Living Dead as well. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Savini's one as well. He's got. He's got a version. Of, a color version. Yeah. Yeah. But no. All right. Cool. Well. That's Dead of Dead. Then I want to see what you're picking for next episode. Then Matt. So. For the next episode, I have seen this film. I don't know whether you two have seen it. Um, and I hopefully you can get hold of it. I'm sure we can somehow. But we are going to be watching April Fool's Day. Awesome. Uh, I've been wanting to watch this for a long time. Have you seen this? No, no, oh, I haven't. So I thought with, with it coming close to April Fool's, I thought... I'd uh, bring this one to the table. I think it might be on Shudder. Ooh. I have a feeling because it's just the. Um... I've got it on VHS. You can borrow it if you want. 
I can see the uh, um, poster with uh, her with the knife behind the back. That's right, yeah. And the hair like a noose. Great cover. Okay, not not Shudder. We're, okay, April Fool's Day. We'll find it. Cracking. Love it. Perfect. Thanks for everyone for listening to another episode and me with my little croaky voice. Well done for making a poll. <sighs> Got there. Cracking. Next episode, <laughs> we will be reviewing um something probably we're looking maybe pearl or uh children of corn something like that you had but, to go and say it didn't you uh i'll start in search of darkness we'll do the last two years of 80s 18 8 and 89 and matt's just pulled from the vault april fool's day or was it a joke i don't know and there's only one more thing to say when there's no more room in hell here's another podcast <laughs>